Real stories, reliable information, the latest technology and news. Welcome to the Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. Hello listeners, it's Trish Hammond here again from the Transforming Bodies podcast. And today I'm going to be speaking with Sonia Barberich. Now, Sonia is the Director of International Clinical Education for Cyton Inc., so Cyton International, and she's an RN and she is, she's going to actually um, tell us a bit about what she does, but also she's been with Cyton for over 15 years. And one of her claims to fame is that she's actually trained in every continent of the world except for the Antarctica. So that's pretty um, exciting. And what we're going to be talking about today is um, that um, Cyton, like the steps that Cyton have taken to allow their manufacturing to begin again. And now Sonia played a big part in the clinical safety plan that allowed this to happen. And that's what we're going to have a talk with her about today because of COVID, like there's so much been happening. So we just want to kind of get a bit of a rundown. So welcome, Sonia. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be with you today. Same. I'm so excited. I know it's pretty late your end. So thank you for, for um, you know, extending your day somewhat to um, be able to talk to us. I really appreciate it. Well, again, it's an honor. I've had the chance to be in several of your cities and found everyone to be so friendly and so welcoming. So it is truly a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, we Aussies are a bit of fun. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so tell me, Sonia, so first of all, how did it all come about? Because how did it stop and what made it start again? Like, what, what, tell us a bit, tell us a bit about the process. Well, it was pretty interesting because it was very fast. Um, the first death of COVID-19 in the United States actually happened in the San Francisco Bay Area in Santa Clara County, which is the county where Cyton and the other Silicon Valley companies like Google, Apple, Facebook were all based in Santa Clara County. So that death occurred, and then we heard more in the news and more um, concerns, and our governor actually was pretty effective, I think, in having the shelter in place fairly soon. It was March 16th, and we received notification at noon that by midnight, we would be closed. Wow. Yeah, wow. so you can imagine our people really gathered together and everyone in the manufacturing building just went as fast as they could to finish up whatever parts and pieces they were working on to transfer them over to the service department. We had no way of knowing how long we would be shut down knowing that there were different COVID lines in different parts of the world, we wanted to be able to continue to provide support through our service department for our worldwide customers. So it was an all hands on deck, crazy 12 hours on March 16th. Wow. And, and so how did you, like, because you were involved in the, like, making sure that 
you know, everything was safe, I guess. Like, how did you, how was that determined or what were the steps that were taken? Yes, in the very next steps, um, first we started finding out what was going on by checking out all the different guidelines of WHO, you know, the World Health Organization, the CDC, which is our Center for Disease Control and Prevention, um, NIH, OSHA, the state of California, Santa Clara County, every single different <laughs> entity had some different rules, recommendations, and we checked with all of them and with our legal counsel to find out, did we fit into an essential manufacturer category? The essential workers, such as healthcare workers and grocery stores, um, but also some manufacturers that are healthcare related could be essential manufacturers and could reopen. So that was the, the first week actually, we needed to take care of all of that legal before we actually began our Operation Safe Restart. Okay. Okay, so was it, so, so how long did that take? Um, honestly, um, eight to 12 hours for a full week because we needed to get online with each one. We needed to check with each one. We needed to see if there were any entities that contradicted each other. Like if the county of Santa Clara had stricter rules than the state of California, we had to follow these strictest guidelines. So having that as our background, then we started uh, with our team because we decided, okay, we can do this. Even with our legal group, we are an essential manufacturer. We started doing some things like um, making face shields immediately. We just got our individuals with our um, printers, you know, our three-dimensional printers. Yes. Started that right away, thinking that we could help others in the community. Mm -hmm. Then our team got together. We literally called it the Operation Safe Restart because we knew that there were a lot of things that would have to be done to follow these different guidelines and, honestly, to make sure that all of our people were safe to our own standards. Mm -hmm. So, Saitan, our, our motto is people first, because we believe if we take care of our employees, then they will take care of all of our customers worldwide. Yep, that, that makes so much sense. And, and so tell me, with, with all of that, so is the whole, so the whole office kind of, menu, oh, sorry, the whole manufacturing section is actually reopened? A major part of it. So what we did, we actually um, first sent out a private, you know, we have to be careful with HIPAA and our privacy rules and regulations to first find out if individuals could come back to work, if they were willing to, and if they met some of the regulations, such as if, uh, since all the schools are shut down, if they had children at home with no means of childcare, then we knew we couldn't ask them to come in. If they had other health co comorbidities, you know, someone that was 
severe diabetic or had recently had pneumonia, we wouldn't invite them. But we couldn't just ask everyone, so we had to do that appropriately. Then when we got the list of individuals who were willing to come in, we were very pleased to see that there were over 75% of the entire manufacturing team that were willing to come in. So our groups got together that our different departments of manufacturing, of course, but then also regulatory, um, myself with clinical, our research and development team, our service department, our human resources department, um, wow. and our building facilities, because we had to make changes in the building itself. Mm -hmm. To make sure that everybody was protected, we had to, you know, to satisfy ourselves, to make sure we had at least a thousand square feet for each person. So the concept of, you know, guidelines and distance and um, literally changed the manufacturing floor, moved things, started with deep cleaning and set up stations so that there would be more distance between each individual. So that was part of the protection was just even getting the buildings prepared. Yeah, it's not something that you actually think of, but it just, it, of course, like it's all these little extra things that you don't even think of that are actually so important. To yeah, exactly. And all of it, of course, with protecting them. Um, so then we went into the individual protection and developing new policies and procedures. So example, mm -hmm. we only have one door now that we allow people to enter the manufacturing building. Um, Saiton has a four building um, complex, but we didn't want people walking from one building like the service building to go into the manufacturing building because of course we wanted to protect them. Mm -hmm. We uh, also divided into three separate teams with the concept if one of the pods or teams had someone that came out positive for the coronavirus and we had to shut down for 14 days of that particular group, we would still have two other pods or groups or teams that could come in and work. Mm -hmm. So even the scheduling of those volunteers, there was a certain amount of math and who has which skill set and how can we have a good flow. So we developed the teams, then we started on the education of the teams. So these policies and procedures that we wrote, um, even like how do you put on the mask properly, the other personal protective equipment, donning and doffing the gloves, um, all these concepts of social distancing. What was the intake process going to be like? Did you have your temperature taken first? Did you put in your gloves first? You know, all of these things had to be decided. Then we had to teach the groups. Now we have 10 languages spoken just among our manufacturing teams with English as their second language. Mm -hmm. So when I was making some of the teaching materials, as an example, I used more 
um, cartoons and photos and videos than I might when teaching one of our customers how to use their laser, just as an example. And we also pulled a lot of videos and had those running on a continuous loop in the building and some that are kind of fun, like we had one where they put purple dye on their hands and wash their hands, wash their hands to show that it takes a full 20 seconds or singing the happy birthday song twice before all of that purple dye was completely covering the full hands, back, all the fingers, everything. So that was some of the teaching methods that were used to make sure that everyone was properly trained. Yeah, so it sounds like um, it was um, it was lighthearted as well because it's a very serious matter, but it was a way of making people feel comfortable and it made it a little bit lighthearted and, and easier for them to learn the, what the right thing to do was and all that sort of thing. So kind of kept it, um, I don't know, kind of kept it light as well. Yes, you know, the principles of adult learning, some people are happier when you show them pictures, some people are happier when you have them read through something and then discuss it, some people are happier when they actually have the opportunity to try, but we couldn't have anybody come into the building until we were sure that they understood all the steps. So the calls and the Zoom distance learning and um, the different team leaders, we had to teach them because they were responsible for the intake process and checking the temperature. Because if we had someone come to the door that had a temperature over 100 degrees Fahrenheit, then they couldn't come in. We had to turn them around and send them home. So even our intake team leaders had some things that they had to learn as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going to say as well, um, so basically you guys were closed for one week, two weeks? Two weeks. Two um, weeks. That's yeah, amazing. Took the first week to do all of the research and then took yeah. the second week for the team to make sure that all of these different things. And of course, if we were going to have temperature taking, we had to have all the appropriate information on how to operate the thermometer, all the disposable pieces that went with it, and the gloves and the personal protective equipment. So things needed to be ordered, things needed to be on site and stocked. And so the team leaders went in in advance to make sure that all of this was set up and ready for the group to come in. Yeah. And can I ask, like, why was this so important? Not, not that it was so important to do because it was important to do, but why was there, why was it so important to have the place reopen? Like, what were the commitments that the company, like, because obviously you couldn't stop. I want you to kind of explain why it was, you know, really imperative that everything started back as quickly as possible and as safely as possible. Yes, absolutely. Cyton is a worldwide provider of lasers and light for all of our customers. As I mentioned before, there's some areas in the world 
that don't have the shutdown or don't have the same issues that still need to be supported. And of course, we have um, service individuals and others around the world. But since we are a U.S. manufacturer, even the modules and the internal parts that may need, be needed for repairs, um, we had to make sure that we could provide that support. So that was first and foremost, and of course that I mentioned before was our first thought in that 12 hours of everyone making sure that we had the parts to be able to ship out. Um, also, we are a privately held company and we are all stockholders in our company. We do have um, a good um, supply, um, but you cannot continue to provide income for everyone. And that was so important to us as a company. We had no layoffs, no furloughs. Yeah. We continued to keep everyone employed. And um, certainly, we know we're very happy that we had our millions in the bank, but you do need to consider how long is the shutdown going to continue and what is your we call it burn rate um, finances, and to be able to continue providing these manufactured goods, we of course needed to get people up and going as soon as we could. And as I mentioned before, also providing support to our local communities by making some of the other personal protective equipment that was used yeah. and is continuing to be used for mm -hmm. our healthcare providers. Yeah, well, I absolutely love that. And I like that because the thing is, um, people still need, you know, like there, there may have been devices in transit or devices on order. Um, people got devices, need to learn how to use them. So there's all, it's not, it's not just um, supply and demand. It's, I don't even know if that's the right way to explain it. It's not just supply. It, it's commitment, isn't it? It's like what's been committed and the fact that, you know, like Cytons around, they have been around for a long time and, and they plan to be around forever. So that's all kind of part of that as well, isn't it? Absolutely it is. And if I, you know, I just need to brag just a little bit because we care so much for our employees and our customers, um, this concept of keeping everybody on, everybody taking care of our customers, there are others in our space who immediately started laying off their employees. So when you think about our commitment to our customers, if you don't have your local feet, you know, our, like in Australia, our team there, Bill Schramm, Blake Williams, Craig Armstrong, Sid Scarity Comp, and those, of course, that own Saiton, know our wonderful support person and service, Arthur, at Ionia Medical, if we didn't have those feet on the street local, then we wouldn't able to be, a, you know, providing that support that we pride ourselves in. Exactly. And you know what, it's really funny because hearing you talk, it's made me liken it to the, the flight or flight thing because I know myself when I first... Um, when it kind of first hit the lean and I first realised the impact, my like I spent about a week just like 
oh my God, what the hell does this mean? What's going to happen? So it took me about a week to just shuffle my brain about uh, around the fact of, you know, what this could possibly mean. And, um, and then I just did exactly kind of what Cyton did is kind of fixed up my surroundings and just like, I'm just going to keep going because that's what I got to do because I work from home. So I'm lucky anyway, but Mm -hmm. um, it it kind of does kind of, it's that flight or fight trigger, isn't it? It's kind of similar in a way. Yeah, absolutely. And um, other things that we might not have thought of, but as an example, with the shelter in place, we had to make sure the um, employees also promised us that they would not then go out and mix and mingle, have birthday parties together, um, other things, because we're trying so hard to keep them um, separated within the different teams at work. But another thing that was important was we are not really permitted to be out and about in our communities. So we actually needed to put together a package so that our employees could carry it. And if they were stopped by police, then we would have this documentation explaining that they were an employee at an essential medical manufacturing company. They were on their way to work. And we had a letter from our uh, president Um, and founder, our PhD, Dan Negus, was the head of the team, a letter for them so they could show it to the police if needed, because we don't have people just coming from Santa Clara County. We have some people that live in other areas around the Bay that travel into Saiton. Of course, and and a lot of your, like, a lot of your, um, because, like, I'm from the aesthetic side, but a lot of it's not all about aesthetics, is it? <laughs> what Cyton does. That is true. We do have a um, vast majority in the aesthetic space, but we also have systems used in the medical space. Mm-hmm. So we have some people that are using it for basal cell carcinomas, for an example. We have some people that are using our ablative um, herbium system for wound care we have yeah (laughs) so um, it is important to recognize that whatever the physicians around the world are doing with our systems we want to make sure that they have them available that they can take care of their own patients as they deem appropriate and necessary yeah and that and that makes um so much sense it's um it's not something that we, you know, the average person would kind of know. So it's really good to actually hear it from, from you. And it's really reassuring for, for people all around the world, but, but um, um, practitioners and clinics in Australia and, and, and staff and all that to know that, um, you know, like it, it's business, well, not business as usual, but it's business as modified. <laughs> exactly. To, to suit the way that it is today. And we're we're very happy now that we're shipping not just parts, but we are shipping systems that, as you mentioned before, had already been ordered. Um, So we're shipped uh, this week to Australia Mm -hmm. and other Asia-Pacific countries, as well as Russia. 
Mm -hmm. So it's quite interesting that although the U.S. is more locked down at the moment because of the COVID-19 outbreak, we do have international customers that were ready and eager to receive their systems. Of course, of course, that makes so much sense. And and tell me, so do you think this is going to change, like, because I know for myself as well, like I think everything's changed permanently and like I'm doing things in my own home and in my own business that I will, that I've adopted now that I will do forever. And that's, um, you know, in the likes of, you know, the cleanliness and stuff like that. So, so some stuff for you guys, well, probably a lot has actually changed permanently as well. Hasn't like, a lot of those things that you've adopted will probably be a permanent thing, won't they? Because I think the world has changed because of this, Yes, absolutely. And one of the things, as an example, just even in our discussions internally, how are we going to market? How are we going to discuss this? Because it's not appropriate to go into some areas that are in the midst of the worst of the COVID-19 outbreak and start talking about selling We've decided, um, especially for our U.S. customers that now have the greatest pandemic in the whole world, we have decided that we're an education company right now. Mm -hmm. So since there are others that have been shut down, they're at home, they're also trying to keep their own staff informed and take this opportunity, we're having multiple educational sessions that are being provided even in in different methods we've done some um, simple um, quick one hour presentations we've done some information that was even four hours with translators in russia we've done um, different avenues of video um, showing some treatments utilizing some of our thought leaders some of the physicians that use our system to um, the absolute best, you know, all the best practices, we're finding that people are really interested right now in taking advantage of some of their own time at home. And we really feel that since change is the only constant, we'll probably continue to use some of these techniques and new ways of education that we are instituting now as we go forward into the future. Yeah, oh, you know what, I, t I totally agree. I think that's exactly what's happening. I think people are gonna take on a lot of the good stuff that's come out of it and, um, and, and go with it as well. So it can only, I mean, you can only look at the positive anyway, but um, you know, it can only get better from here, I'm hoping. And even some of the benefits of we've seen now how on Earth Day, just have to mention the improvement in the air quality worldwide and the fact that Cytine has prided themselves on being a green company. Even, you know, we have solar panels and that's where we get our energy to operate the entire manufacturing building. Yeah. Um, and so we don't have a lot of the, um, unnecessary disposables, other things. We've been very careful and cautious about that already in our site on history mm -hmm. but i think there will be other things that come about even in the way of 
um, taking care of our planet as we started to do and have been doing as a green company here in California, but um, continuing and spreading those concepts as well. Mm-hmm. And you know what, I've got to say, like, big kudos and, and, and to all the, the staff as well for, you know, for kind of, you know, for following, you know, for agreeing not to do this and not to that and just for following the guidelines so that they could stay um, working with Cyton and provide the service that, you know, the Cyton customers ex- expect. So, like, kudos to them, really. Absolutely. We are thrilled. And our Saiton family, you know, the team of people, I don't know that there's others, and I certainly haven't heard of any other in our space of uh, laser manufacturers that have over 75% of the people, the entire group, volunteer to take a pay cut as well. Wow, that's fantastic. That's so good to hear. Well, is there anything else that um, that you wanted to that you thought would be really pertinent to to mention now as well that I haven't actually asked you about? No, I think you've been a great um, podcast leader. <laughs> I told you you'd love it. <laughs> I appreciate yes. the opportunity and that you wanted to recognize Saiton and talk about this and the different processes. Certainly, if um, there are others that want, would like to know anything about how we went step by step and protecting our employees and coming up with the safe practices that we're now using, I'd be happy to share. Oh, that's so lovely. That's so good to hear. And um, um, I've got to say, like, I have so much respect um, for Cyton. Like, it's an amazing company. I've had quite a bit to do with them lately, and, and I can only speak highly enough of them because I know that every little piece of information that goes out there, there's so much thought behind it. It's not random. It's all very planned. It's all very, you know, it's all very much about the, you know, the, the user at the other end and the patient at the other end. So I have so much respect for that. So I've really enjoyed um, being involved with Cyta myself as much as I've enjoyed this podcast. <laughs> thank you, Trish. Thank you so much. Well, you have a great day. and Thank you so much for taking the time. My pleasure. Lovely. And listeners, look, if you, I know everybody's um, probably, you know, doing a lot of learning and studying lately, but there's some amazing uh, webinars on, there's a really good one tomorrow. Um, there's amazing webinars on every week. So you can actually go to the site on Australia or the site on US website, it's either siteon.com or the Australian one is siteon.com.au and they've just put up a new knowledge centre, a virtual knowledge centre there. So there's a whole lot of information that you can learn there. So it's, you know, you can never learn enough and no matter what you listen to, you might listen to a, a 30 minute um, a podcast or training session and even if you just get one thing out of it, that's just, you know, made it more worthwhile. So there's definitely a lot of things we can be doing during this time to um, upskill. So thank you so much for joining us today, Sonia. It's been an absolute delight. Thank you. Cheerio. The Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. For more information, visit plasticsurgeryhub.com.au or email info at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au.
The material provided in this podcast is general information and does not constitute medical advice, nor is it a substitute for consultation and advice from your own practitioner. It should not be used to diagnose or treat any medical illness. Any medical or surgical decision should be made in consultation with your own doctor or practitioner and not based on the materials provided in this podcast.